Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It is Monday the 9th of February and my name is Pete Donaldson. Lukey Lukey Moa, I watched a film. Okay. It was a ba- it was a very sad film. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all you're getting. Jurassic you got to guess what it was. It wasn't Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, no. Jurassic no. Park is a sad film. All the dinosaurs, you know, they, they, a lot of them perish. <laughs> they did, did. A lot of them, a lot of them um, did perish. Okay, so tell me the film's name. Uh, it's got um, Moriarty from... Uh... Oh, for fuck's sake. Why don't you just know the name of the film? <laughs> You watched it. It's with one thing to remember: the name of it. And it's got and Andrew the 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 vicar out of um, Fleabag. Andrew, yeah. What's his name? The I Irish know who bro. he is. Well, tell me who he is then. Why don't you just tell me Andrew the name Scott. of the film? Andrew Scott. Yeah. Andrew Scott. It's a film yeah. called uh, All of Us Strangers. And I tell you what, I think I've got a type of film I really enjoy. No, I could. Well, could you want whichever guess at the time I think that you really enjoy. Yeah. Uh. And then you can kind of put me right or tell me I'm right. Okay. The type of film you like, it's normally an indie film um, involving a kind of a beta male lead. Oh. Like a Michael oh, Cera oh, we're character. Oh, we're going beta males, are we? Right. And a, and a quirkily attractive female lead. And it's like an odd, do they, don't they get together type vibe. And mm. they like sort of quite obscure indie music. And one of them wears checkerboard vans. <laughs> and... Um, and they've got a, they've gone on some kind of road trip, um, uh, and that's it. And the only other films you like are um, like really um, quite pervy sci-fi films. Um, that, that, I mean, it's it's hard uh, not to agree with that, to be honest. But um, <laughs> no, I like I like um, apps like experiences that leave you absolutely breathless, absolutely pornos. winded pornos. <laughs> big old porn porn parodies of tv shows no um i like films that are just make you really sad really really sad right eternal sunshine to what i'm saying though right eternal, eternal sunshine film, though, very good example um i know the album let's fuck up for suicides films that are absolutely sad as fuck and i've never seen the version of clamber out and and they've all and also they have a great soundtrack as well, um, which all of those films I think I've named uh, do have excellent excellent soundtracks. But um, yeah, just I like I watched that film on 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 Saturday and I said, Sarah I said that that is one of the saddest films I've ever watched. And she was like, I really liked it. I was like, I liked it. You can like something that absolutely leaves you. Did it make you cry? Completely, about as close as it would. Um, yeah, do you not cry on films normally. Then not really, no. But, but you remember the, when I told you that it was I cried too sad good... to cry. It was too sad to cry. It. 
the other month I cried at Goodwill Hunting and you said it was on a plane and it was the elevation. <laughs> it is, yeah, the elevation. The, like, I've cried like to Deadpool too. <laughs> <laughs> I cried when when somebody died when the when the mum when the mum when the wife dies in um, Deadpool or Deadpool two I forget which one it is uh, but I I, I yeah I, and that was elevation and uh, a not inconsequential amount of um, bloody Marys right so so on the um, on the plane thing you know it's not really the done thing to drink on a plane right yeah but then. What else are you gonna bloody do? There's a lot of there's a lot of fucking hand wringing. Actually, you'll feel better. I'm gonna feel terrible anyway. I'm in coach. <laughs> I so feel think bad. Of, think of the one thing that could make Sarah, the, the the partner you have access to's experience of going to Japan with you worse was the fact that you got really pissed and cried on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't mind. So you were you're effectively a tour guide for her though, right? Because you've been to Japan so often that she's never been. Mm. Would you, take, would you say you took that job seriously? Um, I certainly steered steered him into um, some places that probably on, re- on reflection probably shouldn't have done. Um, just a lot of smoky <laughs> bars, which is not really. Is there no smoky bar in Japan? Now everyone. That's why. That's why the car imported absolutely reeks of fucking tabs. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> honks. Right. It's absolutely foul. So, so, what was the name of this movie that you you watched? Uh, All of Us Strangers. Uh, very good. It, I, I cannot it recommend it enough. Um. About loss, really. I suppose I, don't, I can't really get get it further than that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, Andrew Scott's very good in it. Little yeah, he's little, a, he's a really good guy. actor. He he's um amazingly camp in the Sherlock um, vehicle with um what's his name Ben Benny Cumberbatch. Right. Okay. He's really good. Have you seen that Sherlock? Uh, yes, I have. I think I have. Yeah, I get that. Mi- I get it mixed up with Luther. To be honest, <laughs> I, 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 I'm probably in the minority, but I don't think Luther's actually very good. Um, I've only th- I think I've seen the film of it. Um, I think um, Elba uh, is Elba's record can be quite poor. Uh, he I will do it, any I old think shit. You're right. I think you're full on. I, I think I think you're sponsoring. He gets indulged me. way too much on his own projects as well. Totally. He get he get like Sky will go. Elba's interested. Yeah, we'll fund this, and it's like, well, this is a piece of shit. This is a massive piece of like, shit again. He's he's incredibly good in mm. the wire. Yeah, and that is no unquestionable. You can't take mm. that away from him. He's and the, in, the Wire's got a thing where because they were using at the time quite unknown actors, and yeah. because it was the type of project it was, you've got Idris Elba. He's obviously from uh, London. You've got Dominic West, who's like a you know, posh guy from the UK, and you've got mm. some other people doing different accents. Into spli- just the way it was made, the production of it spliced in with like real roadmen from Baltimore who weren't even necessarily actors, right? Yeah, and so. It really does. Um, so, uh, for example, I think one of the, I think the police chief in the wire is actually a police chief, right? Right. Okay. So, yeah. so, and then he's working really closely with um, McNulty, played by Dominic West. And if you watch back the first couple of seasons of the wire, you can really hear Dominic West slipping out of his accent. Like mm. it's really noticeable. But the big Driss's accent as Stringer Bell is so solid that I genuinely didn't even know he wasn't American. Mm. Like it took me, the, the, I only found out he, he wasn't um, American when, I mean, years later. And so in that, he is incredible. He's like untouchably good. He's rock solid. Mm. Um, but um, you're absolutely right. I mean, the stuff he's done like since then, I don't even know if he's done anything that's actually that good. Like he's really cringe in Prometheus. 
Like, it's not very good in that at all. The Thor movies he's in have been, were panned. He's in, like, Sonic the Hedgehog movies. He's in, like, his most recent movie is, like, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Yeah. Um, but a lot of his, but a lot of his, Luther, st- I think he's, I think he's actually quite poor in Luther as well. I don't think Luther's actually that good. Right. Yeah. I've not watched a lot of it, but he, I just think he does get given, like, Sarah did a, did a read through for, um, one of his, one of his projects, and it was like, he he just like like people make him DJ and he just wants to kind of like he wants to do comedies and stuff and he's just really not his vibe. He just he's, I think yeah. he might be a bit of a nerd. Someone someone and I'll knock his that, block off if he comes here again. Uh, he definitely pun he pun he punish you without even noticing. It might be a real. It, 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 what if I get a lucky hit? Or I I just I just can't know, see how that's going to manifest. He's got itself. like a he's got like a lump that's about to pop, and I um, jiggle it, and, and it explodes. And he, he's he, got a reset goes, button like, under his arm. Yeah, exactly. Just reach yeah. up there and or a touch cyst, it. a big a Lutheran cyst. <laughs> the only the only thing I can think of that he's been good in recently is there's a really sweet kind of um, I guess it's kind of a children's thing animated short called right. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, and it's like a Christmas thing. Okay. And it came out a couple of Christmases ago on Apple TV. Mm. Um, but I think it was syndicated across the BBC on the iPlayer and stuff. And I watched it on Christmas Day with my niece. Um, and there's only, I think, three or four people in it. And obviously, it's, it's animated, right? So it's voice note, voice acting. Mm. Tom Hollander is the mole. And he, obviously, right. Tom Hollander's amazing. Gabriel Byrne is the horse. And he's obviously amazing. You never see Gabriel and, Byrne anymore. He, he no, had a bit it, of... After Use of Suspects, he was like everywhere, wasn't he, for a bit? And Big Driss plays the... Um, plays the um i think he plays the fox right and he's and, and that's really good but that's <laughs> that's as that's as much as i can go i can't i can't think of anything else <laughs> and then speaking of um speaking of big gabriel Byrne, but he must be old now though yeah i, I would say that i would agree. I, I can't remember i, I haven't agree. seen him in anything for, for years and years mm. i mean i've seen since he's not doing that much work but maybe mm. he is i don't know but well um, that's anyway. your that's I, your tv uh, review for the week i haven't watched um a movie in ages because just I've simply got an eight-month-old son and it's mm. impossible. Yeah, it's just impossible. So. What happens when they go to bed? You know, just get well, you know, just get something because you because you had a good record of getting getting telly in you at like opportune moments. Like if you had oh, so if you had half an hour, was, you'd be like bang right in there. When he was really young, mm. I would stay up. We'd do it in shifts, and I would stay up till three a.m. Mm. and then I would sleep after that. Mm. And obviously the Wi-Fi of access to you would take over. And then I was watching all sorts of stuff. But the problem is, when you've got a two-month-old, in yeah. my experience, you're so tired that yeah. you can't really concentrate on anything. So I ended mm. up watching the whole series of Love Island just because <laughs> it was on every night and I didn't need to concentrate on it. Yeah. Um, why so, Why do little yeah. babies, like really small little babies, always look like they're um, running like self-diagnostic tests? Yeah, they do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're just yeah, sort I of do, like, yeah. they're always doing this. <clears throat> yeah. Like just when Robocop on, takes off they? his mask, and, oh, yeah, just, ah. <laughs> just working like, out what moving doing. their fingers and sort Conjuring. of. It's fascinating. Absolutely, what, the what they're up to. What are they up to in there? Imagine if you just started doing that <laughs> with his mustache. Hello. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking of TV, Peter, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but are you ever? Have you? Are you a fan, or have you ever been a fan of um, Antiques Roadshow? Um, yes, I, th- I th- very much as much as anybody was. I think um, it's still on, mate. It's on every Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, it fitted very much into my my images of my nostalgic past with my like grandma and stuff. We'd sit down and we'd watch that, and I'd I'd have she'd make these kind of like egg and egg and tomato sandwiches and just endless tea, like yeah. You don't really feed kids caffeine anymore, do you? But like back then, so much tea every single every single weekend would be absolutely hoovering up the tea. It's a real working class thing for a kid to drink a cup of tea. I think. Right. I uh, think I think I never really started drinking it till I was a bit older. I wasn't really that mm. into it, but it was like all the kids in my street would drink tea. All just the drink time. tea. <laughs> I it's like it just keep you up yeah. all night. I remember my um my mate used to drink. His mum used to make him a cup of tea like every hour. And uh, he used to live across the street from me. And I used to Brilliant. go over and knock on it, knock knock him up to see if he wanted to go and play mm. out in the street or whatever. And um, and I think younger listeners listen to this will be like, "This sounds like a different like a different world." But mm. genuinely, he used to just go around there, mm. and, and and we were really good friends with him. So we uh, the families knew each other really well. So I would just walk up the garden path, walk straight into the house, and um, he would his mum would always make him a cup of tea. And I always remember if his mum had just made him one and. Mm he wanted to go out and play football in the street with me or whatever, he would take the cup of tea, pour like half of it down the sink, fill the rest of it up with just cold water from the tap and then just neck it. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, like his mum was like virulent about him drinking the tea. Right. Like, I think she thought to it had be, some kind of like healing property or something. To like, be fair, to I have been known to, if I'm out the door and I'm having a coffee, I will put a bit of cold water in it just to get it down me. And it's and it's still not and sometimes the the cold water hasn't kind of like dispersed in the cup so that the first gulp is manageable and the rest is absolutely red hot and it's in my belly and I'm like ah shit yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and um, I will come on to Antiques Roadshow in a minute but just on that kind of nostalgia trip he I remember he also had this board game called mm. Dare which I mean I oh. cannot stress to you enough how much that would not be around now. Dare board game. So basically, game. I think off the top of my head, what you had to do was like yes. a board game. It was, it, it, was, it was a bit cartoonish, a bit naughty looking. You'd ask, answer questions and then you'd get a chance to have a dare, do a dare mm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now, it came out in 1988 apparently. 
But I mean, mate, some of the dares you used to get. I mean, bearing in mind it was essentially targeted at children. Mm. I can remember two of the dares. Right, one of them was um, eat a tablespoon of butter. <laughs> That's all right. I That's don't think right. you could be advising kids to be doing that these days. Well, don't do and it second, all the time. Another one was eat a teaspoon of salt. <laughs> Just to weed out all the slugs in the... Uh, it's a good dare. It's a good dare. What if you make do that when you're like eight years old? It's amazing, but I don't think you should be doing it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, there's 320 dare cards. Maybe we should uh, get a copy of the board. It's still uh, it's still on sale, by the way. I'd love yeah. our listeners to get in touch if they remember the board game there and the stories that came along with it, because it was full on. It was pretty brutal. I've met, do you remember there was a... I can't remember the name of the bloody game, but it was like a... It had a timer on it, and it was like I think ye, I think red, bright red. It was like a little sort of little table, and it had like loads of different, different shaped yellow pieces with handles on. And there was like probably about twenty five of them on this thing. Right. And after a while, you had to remove them or move them around or something. And at the end, it would pop, and they would throw all the pieces all over the. Oh gaff. yeah, so it's like, quite, it's, like um, it's like um, Buckaroo a little bit. Like Buckaroo or Pirate Pete or whatever, that kind of thing. Pop a pirate, yeah. Pop um, pirate, yeah, yeah. Pop yeah. a pirate. Um, they would... Um, there's a, I, I think there was a um, pop-up pirate um, that came out. The Japanese really love pop-up pirate for some reason, but there's a special one where you have to have, I think, double daggers. you got to have two mm. daggers in before it'll pop. I think that's the case. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, this uh, the, the game that, that popped up, um, I met the person who... Like my my partner knows somebody who knows somebody who was on the front cover as a child. Cool. So I met them at a party like like ages ago. But that's 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 pretty big because I remember that it was called Countdown or something, and um and it was uh, yeah and they they were on on the front cover as like a child model. Speaking of that, right? That's just reminded me of something. So a a guy I know who because the guy you're talking about there would have got paid for that but it would have been mm. given to his parents and it would have been yeah. probably in in grand scheme of things quite a derisory sum right yeah so my i know someone he's actually a tailor now mm. and i was chatting to him there. he's a savile row tailor now and um i was chatting to him a few years ago and he was saying that before he became a tailor he was a, a aspiring model right, right. good looking guy mm. he's got that look the big beard the kind mm. of hair and that kind of thing that was really kind of popular about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, the kind of old fashioned gentleman with the beard, but you're mm. young and you've got great hair and stuff and tattoos yeah. on your hands, that kind of look, right? Mm. When he was, he said, when he was an aspiring model, he got given a, he got, he got a gig, which was basically posing um, for <laughs> barbershops. So what oh, they would do this is an agency, yeah. right, who would give him a nice a nice cut. Nice haircut, yeah. Perfectly fresh. Yeah. Take professional photos of him, pay him a few hundred quids, like a day rate or whatever. But in return for that money, he signs away the rights to the pics, right? Yeah, that's and Obviously, fair. he had no yeah. fucking money, so he's like, I'm obviously going to do that. Yeah. He said now, like, he goes pretty much every town he goes to, yeah. he sees himself in the barbershop. Yes. Like he's been basically stiffed for so much money mm. in perpetuity. Who's, because mm, who's paying these for that? <laughs> but these barbershops just get a job lot of these photos. Yeah, yeah. And stick them up on the thing. And uh, But I mean, if you think about image rights and stuff, though, that is a massive like piss take because every, every high street's got a barbershop in it. Yeah, but, it's, but you've got to think how much money, how much would, if you were a barbershop, instead of printing your own out, why would you buy. How much money are you going to spend, realistically spend on some pictures of some dudes for your wall? But I think it's just the prevalence of it, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'm I'm exactly the same. I um, stole one of those pictures from a barber shop in Leicester, and that um, was very much the centerpiece of our um, of our student house back in the day. Not quite the same, but and I, I, I still do, I do. see, and I still see the same man. Uh, he looks like very like 1980s kind of. Um, you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith, George Michael era kind of bloke, and he, yeah. Um, and and yeah, you see him in every Turkish bar, and it takes me back to my student house because I, um, I just remember That's seeing. Nice. I, I saw that guy, and and he would, he was above the bin, and he was basically where we'd throw our tea bags. So he was just covered in tea bags. <laughs> That's what he would have wanted. That's what he would have wanted. The, uh, yeah. the, the, the biggest. The the biggest piss take of, um, example of what we're talking about there is that um, famous uh, poster, isn't it? The infant. Mm. I think it's l'enfant in French, like the infant. Right. And it's a really handsome male model with his top off and a pair of jeans holding a baby. Holding a baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking at each other. And um, I was just reading about it, and apparently in 1986 it was made. And um, it's one of it's, it was for 20 odd years regularly um, voted, along with, I think, a, the famous photo of Che Guevara mm. and the tennis girl poster with the girl with the skirt up. Remember mm. that? thing yes it was, yeah, the, it was one of the three bum. most one of the three most iconic images of the 80s mm. and the model in it um was a guy called adam perry and they used three different babies to do the shoot mm. it took an afternoon and he got paid a hundred quid flat fee. jesus christ anyway the antiques roadshow thing i was just going to say to you as from one middle age man to another mm. um i was watching antiques roadshow on sunday when i was feeding my son before putting him to bed yeah and um, topless was I? To- I wasn't topless. No, thank you. Okay, no, thanks right, to, yeah, to, every- yeah, right. to everyone listening to this, mentally picturing this this scene. <laughs> I'd had a t shirt on. Good. Um, okay. And um, and I, I watched a. Uh, it's a really interesting story about this carriage clock that had been presented to someone as a as a bravery award back in like the eighteen hundreds or something. Mm. But it wasn't worth anything. And I was like, that's a real fucking letdown because I'm an absolute basic bitch when it comes to antiques roadshow. I want the high value items. Yeah. And so yeah, I yeah. look. I googled the. Um, the the most expensive finds ever on Antiques Roadshow, mm. and there's like a little YouTube thing accompanying the the story, right? Because obviously the BBC have probably just cribbed them all and put them on them um, on them um, on the uh, on YouTube. Mm. And uh, it, honestly, mate, it is a fucking exciting watch. <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> but they're all like about a million, aren't they? They're but all the like, payoffs, mate. Yeah. The payoff of the crowd standing around, the the the, the sharp intake of breath, the mm. gasp, the idea that they're directly witnessing history right mm. there, right now, is a really compelling watch. There's, there's one um, of a Fabergé flower, right. which is bespoke, only made for that one time, perfect condition with the box. It was presented to a a army regiment mm. in recognition for their, I think, for their. Um, efforts in the first world war yeah was presented to one of the experts in in 2017 and he valued it at 1.1 million pounds it's you i think when you see those <clears throat> you can tell you i think you can tell something seriously expensive because it's just daintier it looks like unlike anything you've seen on the Antics Roadshow before. It just looks smaller and daintier and better made. And there's just there's just something about really expensive stuff that does set itself apart from the usual stuff that's like twenty grand. I do I do believe that. But you reckon you could tell? I reckon. <laughs> I don't I think can you I could. can tell? I reckon you should uh, find a load of like um, priceless artifacts, and I'll I'll price them up. There, for you. there was uh, the the, big, the most expensive. <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Well, I don't have any prices artifacts, but that would be good. <laughs> um, the, the most expensive one on the American version of the show 
There's a guy brought in a gold pocket watch by Patek Philippe, obviously a famous watchmaker. Yeah. Uh, and it was given to his granddad in 1914. Right. And uh, it was handmade and it was a particularly interesting piece a uh, mm. one-off piece and uh it had the original box on warranty and all that kind of stuff and he had taken it to an appraiser who had valued it for him at six thousand dollars so he insured mm. it for that money uh then the antiques roadshow expert then said that guy's talking absolute shit this is like a quarter of a million dollars right which he then kind of went mental about of course he mm. decided to put it up for auction and at sotheby's it fetched 1.5 million whoa that's amazing yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, it's like, the most valuable so, so item were, ever on, on the show. So yeah. they were both wrong then. <laughs> He's experts. Yeah, but I think, but isn't, isn't isn't the isn't auction isn't auctioneering quite tricky though? Because if you've got two or three mm. collectors who really want something, it can massively inflate the value, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on a it's... different day, it might have gone for a totally different amount. <laughs> I just, I just think that, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not a man who gets involved. Like Mark Haynes on WrestleMe. He spends a lot of his time on uh, like eBay and stuff, and he can he 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 settles it in his mind. He'll he'll not happily, but he will resentfully spend like six hundred quid on like a, a job lot um, of um, old wrestling posters from like the seventies and stuff. And I'm not sure he's ever going to get his money back because he won't won't ever sell them. Well, Adam Jarrell from um, the Offensive Boom and Jackie the Ripper, he mm. has got a genuine side hustle where he he's a wrestling figures expert. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. and he'll buy them up from car boot sales and sell them online for good money. So oh, he'll, if buy, he'll find them for a couple of quid and they'll sell them. Some of them are worth like hundreds. I was in a, uh, I was in a, uh, uh, um, a, what do you call it? Antiques fair, um, at the weekend. And there was a, um, there was a little, there was a little, um, character, a little figure, um, wrestling figure. And, um, uh, I was telling Sarah saying, um, in in this bit, um, there's like a wrestling figure, and he's wearing a t-shirt. that says APA, and he was a member of the APA. I don't know what I can't actually remember what what um, the collection of wrestlers were. Um, but the t-shirts that they sold on the the website and stuff was um, APA, always pounding ass, <laughs> and it was wasn't a popular shirt that they sold, but. But I was, I was basically saying, yeah, see this guy here. Like, it means they were one selling, thing, but it very much means another. Exactly. They were selling a t-shirt saying, always pounding ass. And as I said, ass, somebody just came in the room and I was like, oh, God. Oh, like, good. Yeah, so know. much of like, um, <laughs> like, so much of that kind of, like, I don't know, 80s and 90s American macho culture is so gay. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, because it is. It's really like, there's so many like <laughs> uh, homoerotic undertones to it. We talked about this before because we end up talking about not Tom from Finland for ages and you said he isn't, wasn't he from Norway. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's, um, I just wanted to bring the, the Antiques Roadshow chat into the, into the, into the mix because it is a fantastic, um, kind of area, I think. There was also a guy who had, um, who had a load of, um, one off beautifully made cups that he'd bought. I think he'd bought them in Africa um, mm. or maybe China. Hundreds of years ago, they were from. And the, at the time, they were valued at loads of money, like tens, possibly hundreds of thousands. And they said, oh, I'm never going to sell them. I'm never going to sell them. And then, and then this website that follows all these Antiques Roadshow kind of finds did an update saying that, um, oh, by the way, this guy's going to regret not selling that shit because um, there's abs- they were all made from rhino horn. And right, there's absolutely no okay. trade for that left anymore. Like no one mm. will buy them. Like you can't get anyone to part with money for it because it's basically illegal. Mm. So he, they're basically now worthless. So it just goes to show you it's not, it's, there are a certain amount of circumstances involved with what the valuation of something is, you know? Yeah, indeed. Well, anyway, let's get out of here. Anyway, um, we, we didn't do an ad break, but um, Rory, just find a place for it. Stick just it, in, it there. in there, mate. Just drop it in there, mate. Um, it's absolutely um, fine. 
We I don't I, we've really hit on the on the rich scene by the way, Peter, because we've got loads of vasectomy emails again. Yes, good uh, but stuff. we'll have to do them next time. <laughs> we've given the emails a snip. Until next time. We have. We've tied um, them off. We'll, we'll, keep we'll the reverse the procedure ahead of next episode. If you've ever sold something for a surprising amount of money, do let us know. Hello at LinkedIn.com. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, get your bratty brands in. Um, uh, say goodbye. Look at me. Goodbye. Goodbye. From me to Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.